This episode is sponsored by Cousins Needles How to Become a Certified Home Inspector Workshop. The home inspection business is a multi-million dollar industry and is rapidly growing. Within this workshop, you will learn how to start your own home inspection company within the next six months, how you can make an extra $5,000 a month, and how to be your own boss. After you watch the home inspector workshop, you will know what education is required for your state, step-by-step guidance on the certification process, how to study for the national exam, how to market to your customers, and the 10 major home components to inspect. It also includes how to become a certified home inspector two-hour workshop, replay of the live Q&A session, and presentation notes from the Home Inspector Workshop. Now, the link will be in the description of this podcast episode if you want to get started today and purchase this workshop and be on your way to being a certified home inspector and making money. Turn me up something. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. I study millionaires cause I was born a visionary. You still believe in limitations, why you acting scary? You can't distract me from the paper I've been Chase of greatness. I'm stacking now and balling later in the conversation. We strategizing, monetizing, piling up investments and sacrificing temporary sh- for bigger blessings. Yeah, a tapped in boss mind state. I multiply my grind rate and I match the way I vibrate. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No Deanna speak that that everybody vouching Ain't no more excuses valid Get up off the couch and get up in your bag To your bank account, need an accountant This episode is also sponsored by Brian, the infamous CPA's blueprint How to make passive income in the car rental industry Within this course, Brian teaches you The overview of the rental car business startup checklists and cost analysis, cash flow analysis and how to set rental prices, vehicle criteria, car maintenance protocol, how to handle tickets and tolls, how to handle car accidents, effectively marketing your vehicle, and more. If you want to get started with this course and start making money in the car rental industry, go to the link in our description and get started today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I am your host, Xavier, with my co-host, Deanna. Hi, everybody. And today, this is, um, in my opinion, I greatly believe this is a legendary this episode for multiple reasons. First is because this is the first time that we have the CEO and the founder of a public traded company on our platform that we get to, to pick his brain, he gets to get exchange ideas and stuff like that. So we extremely excited to have him on the show. And he's the CEO and founder of Artificial Intelligence Technology Solutions, also known as AITX. I know a lot of our listeners, they are familiar. And if you're not, they will get familiar today. So we're extremely excited to have him on the show, like I said. So welcome to the show. His name is Steve Reinhardt. Welcome to the show, Steve. Thanks, Xavier. Uh, thanks, Deanna. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. This is this is going to be really cool. I, I like the prep that we did briefly. So <laughs> I think we're going to have a great conversation. Definitely. I believe yes. so. And uh, 
Uh, I'm, I'm, I like to, I'm the type I like to get right into into things. So for the people who th this may be their first time hearing the views, seeing you, do you mind just giving like a, a quick background on yourself? Yeah, sure. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, uh, my background is uh, is really a, a collection of experiences that I think uh, led me to found AITX and um, and and run it to the point where it is now and beyond. So. My, my experience, you know, started out in business at a young age and entrepreneurial activities from a very young age and uh, leadership roles throughout my whole life um, and learning every step of the way and which I continue to do. So started this company just about five years ago and uh, been through lots of ups and downs, lots of ups and downs. And along the way, I've, I've discovered and figured out, you know, I'm just going to hundred percent be myself all the time and folks can either like it or dislike it but uh, I can't please all the people all the time so right. I'm gonna do gonna do what what I'm gonna do and I'm happy for people to jump on the train and if you don't I'm happy with that too I love it I love it so how like how did you know because I know people ask this question a lot like how did you know the entrepreneurial lifestyle works for you and when did you know like this is I'm going all in on this it's nothing else yeah. It's a great question. So, and this is something that I, I think for hopefully a lot of your viewers and a lot of all the viewers are asking themselves because the answer might not be as people seem, uh, as, as people expect. And by that, I mean that the expected answer from somebody like me might be, you can do it, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah, right? And it's not the case. It's absolutely not the reality, okay? The reality is, is I think that for many of us uh, entrepreneurs, it's an affliction. It's, um, it's, it's an unsettledness in our character. It's desire to uh, perform, constantly perform and constantly outperform. And in my case specifically, and I think this is, goes uh, with other folks as well, is it's not for monetary reward. That's not the motivator. The motivator for me, and I think many others, is simply fulfilling my potential and living every day to my maximum. And I'll share with you, I call it an affliction because it leads you down some very uh, difficult roads. And so, you know, on the one hand, I wanna say, hey, this isn't for everybody by any, by any stretch of the imagination. On the other hand, I wanna say, look deep within yourself. If you've been in leadership roles, you know, consistently as a teen and a young adult, into your mid-20s, you probably have some level of this affliction. If you've been just happy taking jobs and working and following the herd and doing all that stuff, which is fantastic, there's no judgment from my side. The last thing in the world you'll get from me is judgment. But if that's the kind of personality you are, then fantastic. You can hope and dream and be a entrepreneur. Taking that leap to an entrepreneur might not be suited for you. So this is not suited for everybody. There's many, many, many downtimes along the way. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you've been doing it since the age 23, 24, correct? Yeah, uh, that's when I moved to the States, opened up my first business, which I ran for eight years until I lost it all at 31 years old. We talked about that yesterday. We did. <laughs> briefly, yeah. briefly, briefly. Sure, part of the journey. Yeah. But even before that, you know, my first real entrepreneurial uh, uh, activity was when I was in university and I wrote 
this first book on artificial intelligence. And, you know, I, I had had, I was lucky enough leading up to that time that the, the town in Toronto that I lived, I had gotten into the city at a super young age I, I, because the city had mixed up. They thought my dad was on city council. Like my dad lived in Montreal. Like we weren't even in the same city, right? But I got the job because the last names were kind of the same. So they gave me the job. I'm, you know, 16 years old, I'm 140 pounds. I'm working with guys, you know, that are second, third year college students, you know, bulked up. We're working, you know, manual labor, parks and recreation, right? And uh, I get this job and I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I don't even have a driver's license, you know, like I should not have gotten this job. And, uh, and one day the, the shop foreman, you know, he calls me into his office and he's like, hey, Steve, he's like, hey, dude, and I'm shaking, you know, because I know I'm in the wrong place. And, uh, and he's like, listen, you know, you should put, put a word in with your dad that, you know, we're doing a good job over here, right? And I was like, all right, I mean, I'll tell him. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna care, but I'll tell him. He's like, what do you mean he's not gonna care? I was like, my my dad's in Montreal. And he's like, oh, you're not the son of <laughs> like, I don't even know who you're talking about. They right? got anyway, to the job though. Yeah, kept the job for four years and it was amazing. Um, but in the fifth year, I was like, you know what? I wanna try something a little different. So I wrote the book and you know, you talk about, I talk about the affliction. I wrote the book. I left this cushy job that probably that summer or for that period of time, I would have made maybe 12 grand, like for three months worth of work, a lot of money at the time. We're talking uh, early nineties and uh, wrote the book, got a loan, you know, went through all the stages that you go through and you start a business and spent, spent the summer selling that book to uh, mm. high schools around Toronto and around Ontario. So that was my first real kind of entrepreneur stuff, but a lot of other little things in school and in class along the way. Um, I don't even remember where I was going with all that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all, it's all good. No, no worries, no worries. But getting into um, AITX, so what was the inspiration behind that? Why did you start? What, 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 decided, what made you start that company? I, I, I've passed up a lot of opportunities that I've been blessed to receive over the course of my career, you know, like one of them was with a company, you know, that Google bought out a couple of years later, right? Like that, that was a big miss on my part. Just a lot of things like that. Like another company that I would have had millions of dollars worth of shares at this point, you know, like stuff like that. So, you know, I've always been forward looking. I've always looked at uh, manpower and sociology and psychology and history and all of these liberal arts, more or less, trying to understand what decisions people are making and what direction society is heading. And that led me into artificial intelligence and led me into the future of work, which led me to the, you know, to me, which is a given that autonomous devices are going to be performing a lot of different tasks, including security tasks over the next five, 10, 15, 20, 30 years. And I wanted to be a part of that. And I know that security tasks performed by AI enabled devices are gonna be huge, billions and billions of dollars. So it leads me back to the point, which is why, why not I be the guy who does that? And that's, <laughs> and that's basically it. And that idea, why don't I be the guy is really what carried me through a lot of the dips that we've had. It's like. I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting. I'm going to be that guy. Mm. And and now we're here. 
And, that, and I think that says a lot because a lot of times as an investor, people buy into the CEO. Oftentimes more than they buy into the actual company. They say, I look at Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk. I believe in that person, so I'm going to invest in this company. And I and I see something similar with you when I when I look up your company and do research on it. I see a lot of people have the same thoughts and ideas with you. They said Steve's a great leader. He's a great CEO. I, I love everything that he's doing. So that says a lot about you. And I also I want to give a shout out to a friend of mine. Her name is Alexis because she's the <laughs> one that put she's the one that introduced me to ARTX. I heard her talking about it in about December or January on Twitter. And she's she, she and she's a, and she's a beast at what she does when it comes to investing. So I heard I seen her talk about. It. I'm like, let me go do some research on this. Like we tell a lot of our listeners, don't just buy something just because somebody tweeted. Go do your research. Thank you. My re- I went to go do my research. I looked into Steve. I'm like, wow, this industry, this company has a lot of room for growth. And as of now, I have about I, I, I plan on buying every single month right now i have about 25,000 shares but i i plan on to keep to keep to keep to keep buying <laughs> and this is let me say this also for the people that's listening cuz this is our first time having a uh, company that's publicly traded this isn't an ad steve didn't pay me to come on here or anything like that i actually reached out to him and he was kind enough to come on the show. I seen everything he was doing. I seen the interview he did. I'm like, man, let me reach out to Steve to see if he, I can get him on. And he was like, let's do it. So he's on the show. I just wanted to say that so people don't think like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, did, did he pay them to come on? No, he didn't. He didn't pay me nothing to come on. I reached out to Steve. Yep. And he's on the show. So like I said. Thanks. And, and we've never paid anybody for any type of promotion like this at all. It's, mm-hmm. it's actually a big no-no as a public mm. company with the type of registration that we have to do any type of paid promotion. So there is no paid promotion. There's no paid promoters. Um, uh, shout out, I'll shout out to Alexis as well. Hey, <laughs> thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for spreading the word. Yeah, I, hope, she, I hope you helped make a lot of people a lot of money. So that was really yeah. cool, Alexis. She's yeah. a big, she's a big, she's a big, she's a big fan and a big investor. She's, I love that. Yeah, she's a, so yeah. I love that. That's great. Yeah. You know, I, I get those comparisons to those, you know, incredible icons of industry and business. And, you know, they're flattering for sure. In no way do I consider myself in those categories whatsoever. <laughs> but nonetheless, it's flattering to 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 hear the comparison and it's inspiring as well. Mm. What, but, uh, what do you think about people? Because this happens a lot. You're on Twitter. I know you've probably seen it yourself. You know, people will buy investments to companies simply off of simply off of people tweeting it. What do you think All about that? All the time. <laughs> oh, I, you're speaking my language. I hate that. It drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. I use this. I use a couple examples to explain why it drives me crazy. Uh, Deanna, let me ask you a couple questions. Deanna, mm-hmm. what, what kind of car do you drive? A Mercedes. Wonderful. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Deanna, how many cars did you test drive before you bought the Mercedes? Uh, one, one car. Just one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nonetheless, that is, yeah. probably, that is probably more research than a ton of people do when they're investing in OTC stocks. Mm. You know, they, they see one tweet and then, and, and then they buy. Right. And the problem with that for me is number one, I think it's irresponsible on behalf drove one other car already Deanna you know before you you made a, a choice with your money and yet people will make choice on Twitter with their money without even doing math the problem is is that if you're a hype buyer if you're one of those buyers that buy on hype then 
you have an expectation because the hype builds you up mm -hmm. tomorrow the stock's going to double and the next week it's going to triple and then you're going to be retired you know buying lamborghinis in uh you know the bahamas for the rest of your life right like that's <laughs> an exaggeration of the thought process and problem with that is number one it ain't gonna happen i mean it's rare rare it's gonna happen right number two after it doesn't happen everybody comes after me like i did something wrong you know exactly it's just annoying for me you know it's just annoying so um one of the key reasons why I am so present or I hope to be present on different social media platforms and accessible. And, you know, Xavier, I was so glad when you reached out for the interview, because I, I love the chance to learn, listen, engage and share is so that there's lots of different types of media available about the company. So, mm -hmm. hey, maybe you're a YouTube learner. Great. We've got YouTube stuff. Maybe you like podcasts. Great. Maybe you like Twitter. Maybe you like this. I want to be across those segments so that I can appeal to people and they can learn before they make the decision to invest or trade. Right. That's, right. That's what it's about. And and this and this is why because I didn't bring you on here for people to just to just go buy the company. If that's something they do after hearing this, great. You know what I'm saying? Because we know mm -hmm. how investments can go. You can make a lot of money. You can. There's no guarantee. Nobody can there's guarantee. No guarantee. Exactly. That's the risk you're willing to take. But I want to ask, because we didn't get to go into this yet. So for the people who don't know what AITX is, could you just describe what it is? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. What we're doing is we're using a combination of new technologies and we're creating devices and processes that leverage the new technologies. So I'll be very specific. That's at the highest level. From, from the next level, what we're trying to do is we're bringing... Um, workforce automation to solve company challenges and drilling down a little bit further let's say that you have a security officer at a gate it's got to let you in through the gate right mm -hmm. i've got equipment that will replace that job okay there's no question about it now i want to share with you that hey you know it is what it is that's the reality and it might not be politically or socially popular to say that that's what we're doing, but it's what businesses have been doing since the invention of the wheel. It's mm -hmm. literally the wheel, right? So in the olden days, you had to take like four, five, six guys and girls to carry rocks from the riverbed to build your house, right? And then some guy made the wheel, they made the wagon. Hey, what those four or five other girls and guys have to go do? They have to go figure something else out. And this has been happening in history over and over and over again. One of my favorite analogies is in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, there used to be, AT&T used to have buildings all over the country filled with switchboard operators. And the switchboard operator would get the call and then they'd plug it into this switch and it'd route over there and then another switchboard operator, blah, 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 right? Thousands of jobs, thousands of jobs were switchboard operators. It was a good job, good pay, benefits, pension, the whole deal. Microprocessor came, wiped that job category out. So I don't want people to be fearful of the fact that jobs are going to change. Jobs have always been changing. Right. And one of the reasons why I love coming on these things is I love challenging people and saying, hey, look at your job and think to yourself, is this really a skill that's going to exist in five years or 10 years? Mm. Prepare yourself for the future. Last thing on this, Xavier and Deanna, that I want to share is humanity. I gave you the analogy of the rocks and the cart and the wheel, right? Mm -hmm. What do those four or five people do, right? 
they went and they figured out another job that they would do, right? And this brings me back to not religious faith, but human faith, faith in humanity. We are an industrious, hardworking um, uh, 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 species. Thank mm -hmm. you. We are industrious, <laughs> hardworking species. I'll give you an example. Um, you guys uh, finished off uh, military careers. Thank you very mm -hmm. much. Wonderful. Put yourself at risk. I hope you guys are, are okay. We know there could be challenges coming out. So, so my best sincere wishes for you guys. But you guys are now building your audience with the video blogging and so on and so forth, right? That job didn't exist five years ago. Mm. Doing a brand new job, yeah. right? How many other jobs are brand new that didn't exist five years ago? Social influencers, you know, mm -hmm. the list goes on and on and on. So I'm saying at the end of the day, we've got thousands of years of history showing that humanity will build new jobs, will build better jobs. And uh, it's incumbent upon all of us to have our eyes open, to prepare ourselves for what's going to come. Because whether you like it or not, it's, it's coming. coming. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree with that wholeheartedly because I even remember, like, you know, I would hear about how, um, like, robots was going to replace, like, in the security fields. And as when I was younger, that would kind of be kind of spooky to me. Like, man, that's kind of crazy. But like you said, whether you like it or not, it's coming regardless. So why not try to get some sort of advantage within an industry, within a field? If you can make early moves when it comes to investing or anything like that. Why not do it? Because it's coming whether you like it or not. It's come whether you like it or not. And, and I'll, I'll tell you that I'm, I'm part of this sea of change, this fourth industrial revolution that has a lot of these different solutions that are in the works and, and coming into society. And all, you know, you hit one word, which I'm going to key on, Xavier, which is spooky. It is spooky. It's spooky. To me. <laughs> <laughs> this is uncharted territory mm -hmm. and for humanity. We don't know where it's going to go, but I know in the limited vision that I have, that it's incumbent upon me to share with people, to challenge themselves. Um, you know, if you're in a, a low-end job, right, that's dirty, dull, mundane, or dangerous, expect that there's a bunch of people around the world focused on how to get you out of that job. It's just how it is. We don't want humans to do that job. We want to do safe jobs, better jobs, higher-paying jobs, jobs that use more of this and less of this. You're right. Absolutely. So, Anyway, hopefully that message gets to a few folks and, and, and we can challenge some people to work on their own skills. Definitely. No, I think that's amazing because it goes back to what we were talking about earlier as far as long-term thinking. And I think everyone owes it to ourselves and the next generations coming up is to think long-term and always be paying attention how, to how the world is evolving. But I do want to go back to the um, company as far as the product that you guys offer. Will it only be applicable to the security realm within an organization or does it apply to other parts of the organization? That's such a great question, Deanna. Deanna, I, I, for, the, for the listening audience, we did not <laughs> set up that question. There are no... Right. Yeah. <laughs> None of the, all of this is just going with the flow. It's all ad hoc. It's all ad hoc. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I love the question because it gives me an opportunity to share some additional information, right? Yes. So the short answer to the question is, is that uh, the devices do much more than just security. And, and I, I love the question because it allows me to explain the process of invention and creation. I'm not in the business of saying, oh, this officer is doing this. So we're going to have the robot do this. 
Instead, what I'm saying is I'm saying, hey, this officer is doing this and they're limited by their form as a human mm -hmm. to literally only do that. If I'm creating a new form, you know, a new physical form, new software, firmware, all that stuff, what else can I do? How can I create something that's better, you know, that does more? In our particular case here, what we're doing is we want to perform the core security functions and we want to perform messaging and we want to uplift the areas, not just through security presence, but also through positive messaging and sharing information. We have one of my real passions is using these devices to bring services into underserved communities. Mm -hmm. So in Fort Worth, actually, just up the, up, up the street from where you guys are at. Uh, we have two of our SCOT units in, uh, in areas that are uh, somewhat service challenged um, and uh, with Trinity Metro. And they're bringing, you know, bus schedules to people that might not have mobile devices, that might not know what the bus schedule is, just as a simple example. And they're bringing a physical presence into an area where it might be dangerous to put a human or impossible to put a human. But we could put a SCOT device, we could put one of our tall towers there to deliver services, safety, and connectivity back to services. So that's what I'm saying. I'm saying we do much more than just replace the person. I want to extend services well beyond uh, what generally mm -hmm. organizations can afford with human manpower. Wow. That's wow. Amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that is amazing. I, I wanted to ask, so as, as far as um, like competition, is, is what gives you the edge over your competitors? Yeah, I, I think that, um, uh, well, first of all, I don't really think we have any direct competitors. Mm. You know, we have some, a couple sort of fringe competitors-ish. Um, <laughs> our main competitor <laughs> is, um, is what we're talking about on the call, which is who's going to see the future and act on it. So our main competitor are people doing the same thing in security that they've done for the last 50 or 60 or 70 years. That's what our main competitors. Our main competitor is whom I call inertia, not moving anywhere. <laughs> that is our main competitor. Mm. I think that from an industry standpoint, our biggest strength is our team's thought leadership, is what we, how we communicate to the industry about how things are changing, how we engage. Um, you know, I come from the industry, from the security industry, and I've been part of that machine for my whole career. So I understand how they communicate and, uh, and we're coming in it with new information, new processes. I think that's one of our critical strengths. The last critical strength, you know, because we have a few, is I would say our team. We've managed to just assemble a fantastic team and it's overwhelmingly um, one of our strengths, the product that we put out, how it gets out, how we treat our customers. And that comes back to the people uh, that, that do it, people on the AITX. I love it. And from, <laughs> from, from the research I've done, I've, it, it looks as if you guys are light years ahead of the people that may be even thinking about getting into this industry. And that was another reason why I'm, I'm going to keep investing, why I decided to invest. I noticed that you guys are, um, I think you guys are what much in a better position than the people who may even, like I said, may even be thinking about getting into this field. You guys are light years ahead. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> and, and I'll share with you that I, I do feel pretty confident right now that mm -hmm. we've got a couple year advantage on pretty much anybody. Yeah. But at the same time, it's my job to be paranoid 
and keep pushing the limit on development and keep coming out with new stuff, new hardware, new software, and lengthen that lead between us and anybody else, number one. And number two, increase the expense of anybody who decides, hey, I like what those guys are doing. I'm going to try and do it myself. So now we're at a point where, hey, that might cost 30, 40 million dollars for anybody to really recreate the full suite of what we've done. And maybe in a year that cost is going to be 60, 70, 80 thousand dollars. Maybe in two years it's going to be 100 thousand. That's what I want to do. I want to stretch out that lead. And I've got plans on how we're going to open it up um, and, and make it really cool. But uh, but in any case, uh, I've said too much. <laughs> I do have another question though. But, um, <laughs> would you all pretty much leading the way for this new industry and you know not having a blueprint to really follow in terms of having a company who's already done this before what are the biggest challenges or risks that you see in the future of the company moving forward biggest challenge initially was communicating the vision to the team and having everybody kind of start moving in the same direction because it really was and is a different language than anybody ever experienced before you know, a lot of people will revert back to their old habits, their old ways of communicating, the old solutions that they thought, you know, they should be doing. So just kind of even taking my team and putting them in this new mind space was probably the biggest challenge. Now the biggest challenge is, is taking the whole industry and moving them into the new mind space, right? So those are the biggest challenges. Um, Deanna, I forgot the second part of your question. That is. <laughs> I was just really saying the big, biggest um risk and challenges that you see moving forward in the future for you guys as um hmm. leading this leading the way in the industry yeah i think uh i think that there's a series of unknown challenges that i just don't know about and unknown threats that i don't know about those for me are i think our biggest challenges right like i don't know what else people are doing and you mm -hmm. know in their shops and stuff so that that that's a, a risk that we don't know. It's just a standard business risk, but my job is to try to learn and, and figure it out and get ahead of it. Beyond that, um, I think it's just a matter of not taking the foot off the gas pedal, of not mm -hmm. being complacent and continuing to drive hard. Mm. Uh, you know, it's pretty clear sailing. It's not like I could point to anything and say, hey, we're gonna, this is a big risk impending that I'm aware of. There is nothing I'm aware of, mm -hmm. except for my own paranoia, namely. <laughs> Oh man, see, see, I know we run out of time. We're gonna have to do another one of these because sure. I could go, I could go, yeah, I could go, <laughs> I could go uh on and on about this conversation. But um before before we let you before we let you go, I just had uh one final question. It was uh man, it just it just slipped. Oh yeah, popped up in my head. So so what would you say to the to investors and people that may hear this and they might be thinking about investing in a company? What would your message be to those people? Yeah, so uh, I'm going to make it general, not just for, not just specific to AITX, right? But you know, number one, you said it, and I was so glad you did, Xavier. You know, don't invest off of a tweet, you know, yes. and don't invest off of a tweet from some anonymous handle. You know? <laughs> it's, like, Better. it's like a stranger coming up to you and saying, "Hey, can I get a thousand bucks? I'm going to put it into this company." Like that's literally literally right. equivalent, right? Yeah. So do that. The second thing is is you know, there's going to be opportunities that come and go. You're going to miss opportunities, right? Yep. Um, and you're going to kick yourself. 
<laughs> especially if you're yes. investing. Oh man, I should have done. It. Oh man, I bought two days late. Oh man, da, 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 right. At the end of the day, my suggestion is 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 don't follow fear of missing out. Know what you're gonna do. Know that you're gonna miss out on a few. Know that it's probably gonna save you money in the long term, and just be smart, conservative, patient. Ask questions, research online, and just be mature about it. This is your money. I mean, you've worked hard for it, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, that's 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 the best advice I could share. Okay, I lo- and I love great I love, advice. That's good. That's that's, <laughs> that's 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 great advice. And uh, like I said, I, we ran a couple of minutes over time, but let, before we wrap up, I just want to say, Steve, we really appreciate you coming on, taking time out your busy schedule. Like I said, we're gonna have to do this, do do a part two of this because I know yes. people don't sure, don't want to sure. do it again. And uh, before we let you go, uh, where can the people find you, follow you? They want more information, everything sure. like that. Sure, I recommend uh, start your due diligence at aitx.ai as the website. Uh, you'll see a link to follow me on Twitter. That's uh, I put out uh, more or less daily updates uh, on Twitter, sharing. Uh, even if you're not going to invest in AI in AITX, I hope you follow our journey because uh, we're sharing the inner workings of how uh, tech companies uh, get started, grow, expand, and, uh, and hopefully you'll find it entertaining along the way. Definitely. definitely. And also follow, follow them on Twitter. I think you guys could benefit from that as well. Yeah. I'm gonna make sure I put that in the description. What are you Thank gonna say, you, David? Thank no, you. Yeah, no no, Twitter's, Twitter's a big deal for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a it's a under, it's an undervalued tool, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. And yeah. that's yeah. Thank thank you. And that's that's all we have for you, Steve. If you had, unless you had anything else for us. No, I mean, I wanted to dive more into your guys' background, but... Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. We can, uh, I, I didn't know. I, 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 I didn't want to go over your time. We could, we could no, do no, it. no. I mean, let's... let's uh, I, Xavier, so so tell me, so you grew up in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Which branch of the service did you go into? Air Force. You went into Air Force, right? Yes, sir. And you did um, overseas tours or just... Uh, I did one overseas tour. I went to Qatar. I went to LUD. That's in uh, Doha, Qatar. I was there for about seven months. I did that in 2017. I joined in 2013, and I did six six years. Good for you. Good. Yeah. For you. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Well and done. Deanna, what? Deanna. I can't hear you. What you say? What about your experience? How long did you do? Well, I did four years in the Air Force as a paralegal. So I worked in our legal office for Bill Air Force Base, and it was a very interesting position to have. I also, um, (laughs) (laughs) I ran our victim and witness um, advocate program for victims and witnesses of crimes. I did that while I was there the entire time, and I ran our tax center for four months during my last year in the military. Well, that's great experience, and that's a hard job, Deanna. It was very hard. (laughs) Are you, uh, did that inspire you to do any uh, work in law enforcement at all? No, it did not. <laughs> um, I can. I really considered going to law school afterwards, but um, I, I took some time while I was finishing up my bachelor's degree to really just explore and learn different things about myself. And right now, I'm on the path to being a project manager. So I'm working on my master's in project management. So once that's all done, uh, hopefully, I'll be moving right on into the industry. I hope so. P- P- are you doing PMP degree or just a project mm-hmm. management degree? Yeah, PMP. PMP. I tell you, it's a, a well sought after uh, job, uh, a well sought after position. So it's a mm-hmm. great career. And I'll share with you, I do not necessarily see automation 
replacing that job. For <laughs> <laughs> I think it's definitely going to be a while. That's, that's, that's good news for you, Deanna. Yes, yeah. it is. So yeah. I'm very excited to, you know, really get into it some more. Mm. Very good stuff. I hope we connect again, guys. Thank you for your time. Great questions. A pleasure meeting both of you. Likewise. We, def- we definitely have to do this again. And uh, and to wrapping up, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Men and Mindsets. You guys can follow me on all platforms at Xavier C. Miller. And you can also follow Deanna. At Deanna Kent on Twitter and Instagram. And that's all we have. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. So see you guys next episode. Peace. You gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody voucher. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. I study millionaires cause I was born a visionary. You still believe in limitations, why you acting scary? You can't distract me from the paper, I've been chasing greatness. I'm stacking now and balling later in the conversation. We strategizing, monetizing, piling up investments. And sacrificing temporary sh- for bigger blessings. Yeah, a tapped in boss mind state. I multiply my grind rate and I match the way I vibrate. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that sh- that everybody voucher. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag to your bank account. And you then the counter.